Hey everybody, this is Trey Scott with the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. We've got a great podcast coming up right here for you on which players from Duke, North Carolina, and Kentucky should go to the NBA. Right after we recorded this podcast, Nasser Little of North Carolina declared his intentions to go to the NBA. We did spend the beginning portion of the podcast talking about whether Little should or shouldn't go. I believe that conversation with really good analysis by Jerry Meyer still holds up. And it's possible in the next few days before we produce this podcast that you know, one of the other players we talk about will declare his intentions uh, as well. Still, I believe that this podcast is still a good listen, and Jerry Meyer is making a lot of interesting points. So, uh, enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Twenty Four Seven Sports College Basketball Show. I'm your host Trey Scott, joined by college basketball's all-time assist king, Jerry Meyer. Jerry, this is a special version of the podcast. We have a, uh, a stay-or-go game to play with Kentucky, Duke, and North Carolina players now that their season is over as four teams uh, still have basketball to play with the Final Four this weekend. Uh, real quick, before we get started, we'd love for you guys to take a moment and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We're also available on Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. If you're listening to us on the media player via 247sports.com, hover over the subscribe button and find the podcast uh, that you want to listen to and click that and, and do the thing. Uh, Jerry, the what's up? Yeah. The, uh, hey, <laughs> how you doing, man? I, I was in the zone there yeah, trying to getting, get my thoughts. You're getting we're ready. We're doing a double hitter. Yeah, I know. This this is, uh, right we had a, a quick break from the last one, but we're ready to go. The date to declare for the NBA draft is April 21st. The date to withdraw is May 29th. The NBA is nice in that it allows you to participate in the combine and withdraw uh-huh. If you'd like to, I think you can even hire an agent uh, and and return to school as long as you cut ties with said agent. And also this year, new wrinkle. Didn't know this until this morning. If you declare for the draft, don't withdraw and are not drafted, you can come back to school as long as you cut all ties with that agent. So that's that's just kind of cool, and I wish college football would do that. All right, so we're going to skip the obvious guys. There will be plenty of time in the future to discuss Zion Williamson's stock and rj barrett's stock and cam reddish's stock and also assuming kobe white is surely gone and then you assume pj washington you know capitalizes on his nice sophomore season and leaves lexington so let's get to the fringe guys the guys we can have an interesting discussion about jerry first up i'm highlighting north carolina's nasir little the number three player in the 24 7 sports composite According to ESPN's best available list, that's that's what we're going to reference for today's show. Naz is number 16 in, in all eligible draft prospects. He averaged 10 points, 5 rebounds, and 18 minutes a game this season. What do you think Naz Little should do? Well, whatever he wants to do. <laughs> I'm not in a position. But let's analyze it. <laughs> to me, he's a very... It's this is an he does have a kind of a, t- a great dilemma, great dilemma, but a tough choice on what to do. In that, I really, you know, let's just let's go with 16. He very easily could bump that. I don't know. I mean, he could, he could almost do a Blake Griffin, right? You know, and come out like, Whoa, is this guy number one now? You know, so you're I don't saying know. if he comes back, if he comes back, point being, yeah, I think he could increase his stock, especially if next year's draft is a little bit weaker, right? At the top. But you know. You know, the questions are, how, how much does he like being at school in North Carolina? You know, he got so many factors other than just money, but he is looks like one of the few players who just from a money standpoint, it might be worth the bet on coming back. Now, generally, I don't – I wouldn't – if a guy is ready to go pro, 
I would not really recommend that because get your money while you can get it, you know, before, with the chance you could get hurt, which, you know, is rare. You can also hurt your stock. I mean, we've seen players come back and it's hurt their stock. It's kind of tough to say no to number 16 because there's going to be good money there. You're getting it that year, you know, a year sooner. You have it. You're going to get your second contract sooner. So the financial thing is a juggling act, and then you got to do the risk analysis. On, am I sure I'm going to help my stock? And then the fear of injury. So he, I think he ha- he does have a tough decision. Yeah, like for the purpose of debate, I I looked at the last you know last year's number five overall pick, Trey Young. Uh-huh. His first two years makes a combined eleven point five million, and then you've got you know team options and so forth. The number ten pick, Mikael Bridges, makes seven point six million. So there's a little bit of a gulf there, but like. You do think, and that's assuming Naz Little, you know, maybe has a good combine and a good showing and whatever and, and can bump his stock up. But I, I, I feel like there is the recognition that his ceiling is, is high enough that he could go higher. But also, like, he could, yes, pull a Blake Griffin, which seems to be the only comparison I can think of of a lottery pick returning to school and then becoming like a number one or two, which overall. is funny because yeah, I think it's an outlier. It is an outlier. <laughs> think about so we can't expect that to happen. And yeah, go ahead. Think about uh, like James uh, Michael McAdoo. Sure, he was like a lot. He was going to be a lottery pick after his yeah. freshman year. Kept keep coming back to school. He's, it hurt him. Yeah. Um, sometimes you want to trick him, <laughs> you know. But I, I think Naz is a is a great player, great prospect. But I, the one thing I'd like to point out again, I think from our seat from not having this opportunity, it's easy for us to go, oh, well, 11.5 is more than 7.6, and we're getting the calculator out. Well, what could he make on interest with that 7.6 if he got it a year earlier, or how could he invest? These players aren't thinking that way. They're thinking, God dang, man, I can be a millionaire. (laughs) Yeah, so they're not, like, sweating. I mean, maybe they're getting influenced by people who are sweating that, but, man, when you can get it, you can get it. You know, when I was growing up, you, I want to be a millionaire one day. I mean, you know, that was the phrase. Now, I guess with inflation, I want to mm-hmm. be a billionaire. <laughs> but, but, you know, you want to get rich. Well, holy cow. Here, here, young kids. I mean, they're young players, some of them not even 21. And they have this opportunity in front of them. Man, that's tough to pass up. And everyone else could talk about, well, you could have made more if you came back to school and you should come back to school. This out, you know, I mean, or notions of amateurism, like that's a badge of glory. He stayed an amateur. I'm, I'm more down with the guy who was like, he became a pro. <laughs> he got it done. Now, I, I would be more concerned if I was advising someone, do I think he's emotionally ready for the grind of the NBA? Uh, is he mature enough to handle – fast lifestyle you know that's kind of associated with it and not like and I, man i'm a big advocate of the fact that nba players aren't really living that fast of a lifestyle hmm. they gotta play 82 freaking games yeah <laughs> i mean and if, if you're gonna be good now they'll have their moment where they hit the club and it looks great and everything but it's not like they're getting drunk all the time or you know just messing around living <laughs> the high life they're they're playing basketball you don't stay in the league yeah you know you do the chris childs or whatever you you fade off um, if Naz Little – But, but yeah. the, the temptation's there. Sure. So you throw a young guy, you know, is he ready for that? Is he, is he ready to deal with grown men? Mm-hmm. Is he, you know, like Michael Jordan would break people down if he thought they were weak, if they couldn't do it. You know, that's just a, an out-there example. <clears throat> but, yeah, you're, you're dealing with grown men 
who are making a living to feed their family. That's that's why we're not the stars, of course, are feeding their family. But think about you know that thirteenth, twelfth, eleventh guy on the roster who's making a minimum contract, who maybe not doesn't have really a lot of skills outside basketball. He will cut your throat. Mm-hmm. He will cut your throat because he's trying to feed his family, and this is the way he can do it. You know, are you ready for that? Because it's that's where it's a whole different world than college. If Naz Little came back for his sophomore season in Chapel Hill, what? What would you like to see him prove or improve on? Would he could could he have the potential to be the star with the ball in his hand? Like, yeah, um, see, that's where it gets scary. Um, great question. Um, one, I would like to see what you have what you did here at the end of the season. You know, to me, it looked like it, things clicked with Naz. I think when we like a month ago when we started doing this podcast, he w- still was like on the it was like on the cusp of making the turn, and we talked about, you know, I just think the game's been a little fast to him. He's trying to process information still. It's not natural to him. It's not instinct. Uh, adjusting to college basketball and the system and the structure that Roy Williams has in place, and it, it looks like that happens. So just do what you're doing. The danger is I don't know that Naz Little is really that go-to number one option type player. That's not what he's going to play in the NBA. He's going to be an energy rebounder, you know, who scores like a Montrezl Harrell, mm-hmm. that type of player, you know. And that's where it gets tricky because you could have a scenario where, okay, we're going to make little the man and it doesn't go so great. Yeah, well, I mean, because it, he's play, not playing to his strengths. Because he's, don't think, he's I don't a think, great gr- offensive rebound. Right, right. I don't think anyone on the charts is saying one of his greatest strengths is dribbling. So if we're giving him the ball in areas of the court where he's got to be, you know, he can dribble and he can. But you get what I'm saying. It's yeah. not his strength. Right. His strength's finishing in, in tight and rebounding and blocking shots. You know, playing that kind of power forward and stretch four type role as well because he does have some range. But they, you get my point. Yeah. You're putting him in a position where that's not really his strength. It's not really what he's going to do in the NBA. And you know, some scouts say that happened, and it's just like, oh, he don't seem that good you know there's some scouts are going to see through that and we're like well we're not really drafting him to play that role right. but man these people people out there think like nba uh, gm and personnel are some geniuses just because they got that title i mean there's a lot of guys that get fired <laughs> are we really happy with the lakers situation oh they're freaking geniuses magic johnson and palinka well, they, I mean, they know basketball, but they ain't that much better than me and you <laughs> as far as judging talent. You, you, we see a lot of bad draft picks. Oh, and um, anyway, I digress. Go ahead. No, uh, <laughs> no I mean, and I think you, everything you've said about feeding your family is important in context as we get to guys who are, you know, these are fringe lottery first-round guys. Tyler Harrow, Kentucky, yeah. the number 37 recruit in the country per the 24-7 sports composite. Number 17 on ESPN's list, I think he's a proven mm-hmm. scorer. Looking like you think he should go? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, that, is, that's just my general. I mean, 17, how you turn that down? And, and he, he, he exceeded expectations. I thought he looked great okay. this weekend. Yeah. I, I, Tyler Hero has really won me over. I knew I knew he was a very good player. He he looks like when I, when, when I scouted him, say, two years ago, and I tried to project in my mind what he would be like, say, as a freshman at Kentucky. He plays – he's playing with more strength. He has a presence out there. He looks like an NBA player. I think he's grown some too. He looks almost 6'6 out there. 
But, man, shooting the ball, great. Better catch and shoot than I thought. I thought he's more always wanted to dribble and score. And playing deep. You know, he's, he's, he's not a great – huh? Seems like he's like a, at least a solid sort of defender. Or? Solid, yeah. Okay. I, I think he's a pretty good defender. He, he, all these guys are going to get beat some. Right. But I think he's a good defender. He's not Nick Stout. He, he reminds me like of a Kirk Heinrich. Yeah. That type of player. Uh, yeah. Better defender than that. Man, he's got – he'll rebound. I'm seeing intel, and I knew he was a good basketball player, but man, he's refined and sharpened his game. I mean, he screams NBA shooting guard to me. Keldon Johnson, the number go. 13 recruit. Yeah, go. Number 19 in the ESPN Go. Yeah. Seems like a guy you're going to forget about, and then four years later, you turn on a game on TNT, and he's getting buckets. Very good player. Does everything, has the length, has the toughness. I, I mean, I really like him and Hero. And okay. they kind of carried. Kentucky this year and, and I mean PJ Washington tremendous I mean, they were just very good I mean Kentucky had two really good wing players I'm not saying these guys couldn't come back and up their draft stock they very easily could I you know I think I've established my theory yes. on this <laughs> I, it's hard I don't see how you say no to the draft we're going to test that theory now Jerry as we move into yeah, it gets tougher here it, or as, not we move tough, it, as we move it Ashton Haggins yeah the number 12 recruit in the in the 24-7 sports composite, number 61 right. in ESPN. Well, he so needs to come back. Okay. Yeah. Is that like a slam dunk comeback? Like, okay, hold on. <laughs> you think he'll come back. We've seen guys with this oh, yeah. stock go yeah. all the time. Well, there's guys that don't want to go to school. There's guys that just are ready to move on. It's been their dream to be in the NBA. I would not think that's a wise decision because he's going to get drafted first round. I almost feel with certainty if he comes back next year. Now, I have a question because this is always a concern with players at Kentucky and Duke if you come mm-hmm. back. Could he – is he in danger of getting recruited over? They have Tyrese Maxey in, incoming. Can those two play together? Sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, we're not worried about Ashton Hagen's. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a concern. Okay. I mean, if that's a concern, then you're not a pro. <laughs> Take your ball and go home, you know. Transfer. Yeah. Um, I, I, the name's slipping. Who is the guy that transferred from Kentucky? Quad A Green. Thank you. Yeah, do a Quad A Green. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If Hagen's – these uh, top-level elite-type players do not <clears throat> think about roster construction and who might be recruited and all that as much as we think they do because they think they're a badass. They think they're the best. Yeah. You know, you, it kind of goes with being that good. And they're not looking over their shoulder. I mean, if you're that type of guy looking over your shoulder, worried about who they're going to come at, then you're, you're not that good. <laughs> what would you like to see from Hagen's next year then to improve his oh, stuff? Just get better, you know, and obviously shooting. That's always going to be the question with him. You know, just just natural basketball progression. Yeah. You know, get bigger, stronger, get better, work hard in off season, become a better shooter, develop a better feel for the game, you know, just become better at basketball. I think a guy who also fits into that bucket is EJ Montgomery, the number nine recruit, not ranked in ESPN's yeah. list. I, mean, I, mean, I think he's got to come back. Yeah, we, I mean, I mean, he's, he's not on the list because we've seen guys make stunningly bad decisions before, <laughs> like this. But uh, EJ yeah. is the same same thing for you. Is just just get better. Well, he's going to have he's a bigger get, role. Yeah, he's got to get tougher. He's got to build his body up. <laughs> um, he has tools. You know, there's things he can do, but in a man's basketball game. The body he's working with, he's limited. The game's so much about strength and controlling space and leverage and being strong enough to take contact but yet hold on to the ball. Blah, 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 blah. He's got to get a lot bigger, stronger, but tougher, become tougher mentally and physically 
more competitive and, and yeah, a little more expanded role. He has stuff he can do, but he's just not ready to do it yet. And we might see him blossom next year. We've saved the most interesting one for last. This yeah. is Trey Jones, but before then, we're going to take a super quick ad break uh, to hear from our partners. Welcome back to the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. We are finishing up our stay or go game with Dukes. Trey Jones, I feel like this is maybe the most compelling one on the board, Jerry. The number 15 recruit in the 24-7 Sports Composite. His brother is in the NBA. Trey Jones is number 29 in ESPN's current little big board rankings, I suppose. That's fringe first-round material he did not have the ncaa tournament that tyus had a few years ago that propelled him up draft boards what do we think trey jones should or will do oh man i don't know (laughs) it's a tough call um interesting how you worded that yet his brother did his performance in the tournament did propel him up the draft board and i think I would think the analysis right now is that maybe he got drafted a little higher than should be warranted using hindsight and looking back because of that um, performance in the tournament. So Trey doesn't have that. So, yeah, Trey's at 29 is basically like where his brother was going into the NCAA tournament. So I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what he does. It just depends what the kid wants. If he's happy risking – being a late first-round pick, you know, maybe he falls on the other side, second round, because you're worried about guaranteed money. But if you're worried about all that, maybe you come back. I don't know, because I, I don't know how much better he's going to look next year. Now, if he proves his shooting. He has to. Has to what? Improve his shooting. Oh, he needs to. What is but he you offered can, NBA But you can right improve now. your shooting sitting on the bench in the NBA or in the G League. That's I good. mean, it's your job now. You can shoot all day. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, and a lot of guys just want to play – you know – I that's I would you know someone needs to just talk to Trey Jones because <clears throat> I'm just speculating here. But one thing he already has a brother in the NBA. He's been around that NBA thing. I, I would think you know if my brother's in the NBA, I, w- I want to get to the NBA as soon as I can. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's like yeah, I've seen that. I know I'll get there. We're not worried about money. You know, because my brother's cash that check. He's in, in the millionaire club. Um. So if something freaky happened, it's not like I'm going to be destitute. Uh, you know, so it's kind of what the kid wants. Definitely he could up that stock uh, if he comes back and shoots well. But what if he comes back and shoots the same poor percentage? Gosh, he comes <laughs> then back. It's, then it's solidified. It, that, that, that's what happens with, with guys hurting their stock because we just naturally think if they come back, they're going to be better. Man, I, I don't know. I've seen guys have a better sophomore year than a junior year. You know, done that happen all the time. You know, just because it's in the next year doesn't automatically mean he's going to be better. And if a guy come, like a Trey Jones, if he comes back and he looks the same, then it makes it like he's worse, worse than okay. he was. Well, I mean, he shot 26% from three-point range, 41% from the floor. If he comes back and does that again as a year older – with little improvement, well, then, he's not drafted. Then that number's lower than 29. He's not drafted, period. So that's the risk you're taking on coming back. It can work for you. It can work against you. Even if it works for you, does that really is that really better financially because of the things we've talked about earlier? You know, if I, it, just, it just depends on the kid. If what we he put wants. on our Duke glasses, he yeah. has a chance to be the guy next year on a team that early forecast is not going to – I mean, it's, Jerry, it's not going to be – 
the Duke that we're used to. Uh, I was over. Well, on our, they're not going to have Zion no, and RJ Barrett. Um, <laughs> they're not going to have like the number one and the number three pick in the draft. Yeah. So he could. I mean, they could sure use him. They've got. Oh yeah. I mean, when you look at their roster, as I pull it up right here, incoming commits. Vernon Carey, the number three player in the country, he's yeah, a center. Tremendous, yeah. Uh, Wendell Moore, number twenty-two, Boogie Very Ellis, good player. thirty-four, comma guard. So it's not. I mean, they it's got, a good they class. Have, they got, not, they got players coming in. Ten in the country, it's a good class. Maybe they get Matthew Hurt. Trey Jones would yeah, put them over the hump from maybe bubble team to in, but I think a lot of Duke fans. I, I think the Trey Jones decision could maybe swing their season. So, yeah, big yeah, spotlight it, on it. You don't want to lose a guy like him for sure. No. All right, Jerry. We could have done this with just about anybody in the country. Uh, we'll, do it, we'll do it we'll another come back day. Sometime yeah. soon and do it with Grant Williams, maybe at Tennessee. That could be fun. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, guys, thanks for listening to the twenty four seven Sports College Basketball Show. Jerry, thank you for your insight. Yeah, it was and great. We'll uh, be back soon. All right, enjoyed it.